I just, a part of me actually thinks we should just, like, you know, <laughs> start every podcast. Testing, testing. It's better like, than the rest of the podcast. Like a real sensible thing. Um, but yeah, um, kick us off. Hello and welcome back to the Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt. Joining me this week, like every week, is the number one, number one, Joe Linton and Endubs fan. It's Mr. Mike Breslin. Hello everyone. I'm back in my uh, normal seat this week, so yeah. Yeah. Nice to be back is. on the side of the screen. He is. He's moved around. I've still got a bit of a cold, but I have recovered slightly from uh, the old uh, losing the voice. Uh, below Michael this week, as opposed to the usual person, it's uh, Pod Ross, friend of the pod. Pod Ross. Evening, fellas. Evening, fellas. So if Ross is here, you know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> which will bring some levity to the pod because we actually have some uh, some sad news to start off with the pod. Um, <laughs> so it, may... it depends where you come from. Yeah, it does depend on where you come from. Um, so you may have noticed that David Harris, the Mosley Marauder himself, isn't on the podcast. Uh, from going forward, Dave won't be on the podcast anymore. He has taken the decision that he doesn't like the direction of the podcast and he instead will no longer be taking part in it. He's um, just got too, uh, too many other things going on. So what we thought we'd do was, because um, we're, we're still friends with our, with Dave, and unfortunately, but um, we thought we'd, uh, we'd, we'd share our favourite moments of Dave on the podcast. Um, now, me and Mike are hosts, obviously, so we, we see some behind-the-scenes stuff, but we've also got Ross, who does listen, to tell you his favourite. Um, Mike, what's your favourite Dave Harris moment on the podcast? Uh, yeah, it was an obvious one for me when you told me, but... <laughs> Yeah, uh, we do the little farewell like this. Uh, and yeah, it's it's when we were discussing Brighton. Of course it's Brighton. It had of to course be it's Brighton. Um, and yeah, we were talking about how they were going to stay up last last season. Um, obviously, they needed to score more goals. So Dave's uh, solution, of course, was to, uh, <laughs> was to sit back and counter-attack even more. So yeah, <clears throat> it was a Dave classic. It really was. It really was. Um yeah, I guess I, 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 I'm going to cheat. I'm going to have two early days because one was actually on the podcast. My one that was actually on the podcast is when he could say Simeone's name. Mm. <laughs> and he called it Diego Simone. That was a great one. Um, the other one is when we were doing, I think we've mentioned it before, we did a couple of trial runs before doing the podcast for the first time. And Dave was super nervous, super, super nervous. And we'd been going around and we'd been like, practicing at the start and sort of like going to them and saying oh this is the pre-nickname period where i would go to them and say do you want to introduce yourself fellas and i remember dave was at this point sat on the the couch next to mike in my bedroom ipod ipod on the floor recording all of this that's how low tech it was and um i go to dave do you want to introduce yourself he goes i said what's your name basically he goes hi i'm dave i'm a blues fan <laughs> <laughs> I think gold is so good. Classic. Um, Ross Bird, as a listener, how are you responding to the news that we have literally just thrown at you that David Harris will no longer be on the pod? It really is a live reaction. I had no idea until it just stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, we did in fact keep it from you. <laughs> yeah, we did in fact. Yeah. No disciplinary problems for for Harris. No. No, he's 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 genuinely just decided that the podcast hasn't turned into what he'd hoped it would be, so he doesn't want to take part in it anymore this is a genuine we wouldn't lie to you viewers that's genuinely what he's uh decided to. yeah 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 
caught me by surprise, but that's a lot to say. <laughs> Big news. Uh, the correct answer for the best David Harris moment of all time is when he called the listeners viewers and it started to run. That was, was almost a hundred episodes now. He will be coming back, however, for the Christmas episode. Um, the Christmas ha- special. The Christmas special. It's like the old past for 32 years old. It's kind of like when Dirty Dead came back. And he's <laughs> back in the day, like, and he was dead should and he was just in the... Uh... Should we have some beers for that one? I think that could be quite good. Yeah, we should do. We should oh, do. Okay. I mean, if we have to podcast with Dave again, I think I'm going to need some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, heroin. <laughs> uh, anyway, before we get down to the football, um, in, in lighter news, um, we were discussing before the podcast started crisps and crisp tier list which got me thinking about weird things i'd seen on the internet i was on tiktok the other day and there's a bloke on tiktok whose whole thing and he's got thousands of followers he's an irishman who goes around every pub in ireland drinking guinness and reviewing it Mm. is it that different the guinness factory yet Hmm? i would like to go to be fair i've been yeah, has, it, has he been there, though? That I don't Surely, he must have. He's in all these other little pubs. It, it looked like the scene of Father Ted. I, I, I was a bit maybe, lost of him. Maybe that would be the 100th TikTok celebration yeah. that he goes yeah. to the, the actual Guinness factory. Yeah. But then and every it, episode after that can never compete with the, apparently, with this taste of Guinness in the Guinness factory. It, it's true. And what it got me to thinking, Mike, is when we, now we've now we've cut the dead weight of Dave and we're relaunching <laughs> this podcast... Are we just are we sticking to football or are we relaunching just to talk about I don't know what's your favourite type of sandwich every week for thirty minutes? In fairness, that has been some of our more successful content. Yeah, I, oh, I was going to say we do get both content at the moment. To be fair. Uh, it's okay. We'll keep it the same then. Yeah, I think you start off with a, a food-related topic and then move move into the football. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. probably the direction Dave didn't enjoy. Yeah, he did say that he did say that he wanted more serious analysis. <laughs> um, it's funny coming from him. Which, yeah, it is funny coming in from him. Fortunately, but um, we had a uh, almost a hundred great episodes with Dave, and um, we'll be sad to see him go. But <laughs> on to better things is what I'd like to say. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, which isn't our first topic. Yeah, which isn't our first topic, but the first topic is kind of related. It's about uh, an important piece of a, a team going a well. Um, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. <laughs> what a segue that is, Mike. I almost got through it as well, and then you pulled the face. <laughs> um, my word. Yeah, good. my word. Okay. Uh, yeah. So resident Arsenal uh, fan. I guess correspondent. Are we going with correspondent here? At this point, it might be. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So we've got a thing, me and Mike, which is the real problem is that we bring on a fan of the team so we don't slander the team as much as we possibly could, mm. which is a real problem when it comes to Tottenham because we refuse to have any Spurs fans on the podcast, so it is slander city. But um, anyone want to talk me through what's happening with Aubameyang and why he's actually been suspended? Because, dear Lord, am I not reading the PR statements? Well, the the statements don't say a, a great deal, and if you watch Arteta's press conference, it doesn't elaborate at all, really. Um, so he went to France, I believe it was, and uh, there was an Instagram picture or story or something of him getting a tattoo in France, um, and he had to come back and get a COVID test, and he. 
missed a training session and was not back in time, I think is the long and short of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I read the athletic piece, and it's again, sorry, Mike's got his account back, so we're talking about him again. Um, yeah. I read a piece which basically said that his mum's not well. They gave him, they said he could go to France. They said you can go to France, but you've got to come back on the Wednesday, and you can, so you can be there for training on a Thursday and he was re- he came back Thursday morning instead and was ready for training on a Thursday but there was something to do with like you say like needing a PCR test yeah, yeah. testing negative basically he, Arsenal were annoyed because he, he he didn't listen but the argument that was made in that piece was that uh, Covid rules have changed so much that was it six of one half a dozen of the other and what I have to say to that is you're on 200 whatever grand a week Learn the rules, pal. Come on. The rest yeah. of us have to know them. Yeah. I don't it's... think it's a case of him not knowing the rules, if I'm being yeah, honest. Yeah, I don't either, for what it's worth. I was just like, how is this, is this man an idiot? Like, clearly. Uh, no, I don't think he is at all. I think yeah. he wanted to spend more time with... He, he wanted to see if he could get away with it, basically, isn't it? I think Arsenal that's, yeah, no. 100%. Yeah. 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 He can't get away with it. As an Arsenal fan, Ross, how do you feel about the whole situation? Uh, I mean, it isn't his first indiscretion, obviously. And if you if you watch Arteta in the press conference, you wonder how many things there were that happened that we don't know about. Um, there were a couple of things with him and Lacazette, I think, with the COVID stuff early on, uh, which sort of was in the news. But um, there is obviously the thing about his, his mother being ill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, for me, the club obviously told him he could go as long as he was back at a certain time. So they did give him leave to go. Yeah. And they would have, I'm sure, made clear the, the process for him coming back and when he would have needed to come back. He would have had a private jet, you'd assume, so they can go. That would have been at a set time. It's not like he's catching a plane with a bunch of... They're not running late, are they? No, 100%, no. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> and it was the Instagram picture of him getting a tattoo. Which I think that was actually in London. Well. Oh, was it? Yeah, but the guy's Barcelona-based, and he was over oh, in right. London. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't. It's not good luck either way. Sees Mamouzel and he's getting there a tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Mike, how do you feel about it? Yeah, from my point of view, I'm, I kind of land pretty similar to where Ross is in that. I think uh, Arsenal did the right thing in giving him the leave to go. You you want to trust your players, in particular your captain, and in that sort of situation to come back when you ask them to come back. Um, and yeah, I think him being the club captain makes it a little worse. If it was some other player, even one of the better players, I don't know who's an example in the Arsenal squad, but who's not the captain, at least they're not supposed to be setting the example. Yeah. But this guy is meant to be your... Lead, leading light and the guy who's going to set the example for the younger players, Smith Rowe, etc. Uh, and if he's setting this sort of example that he doesn't really care about the rules that the club are setting, then it's not a, not a good example. No. Mm. Not good, is it? He's got a, bit of, he's got a bit of a reputation for not being yeah. the most... The not being the most um, well behaved, does he? Yeah. Um, it, it also doesn't help his form at the moment. I think if if his form was better, things might have been. Oh, but... I do think he could. His form is not good, but he 
he could be playing worse. He has scored five goals in the league this year. Yeah, but still isn't that bad. I'm just if he'd have been the Aubameyang that of a couple of years ago, and he does this, maybe you can let it slide. Yeah, I. You still probably don't. Well, I think Wenger or Embry do let this slide. If I'm being honest. Um, you never saw these things when Wenger was manager. Really. But if he didn't have much of Emery, but uh, they wouldn't dare. That's why under Arson. You see the thing. If you if well, it's they're... a case of him pushing the boundaries to see what he can get away with, he's been disciplined before and left out of match squads before. So, yeah. what he really thought was going to happen, I don't. I don't exactly know. But yeah. Well, it, I mean, ah, we'll talk about it later. Actually, um, I just think. The fact that he's done it before probably hurts him even more this time. Yeah. Just the fact that I think because it is quite a severe reaction to first drop him from the squad, make it so public, and then strip the captaincy of him a few days later. So clearly, it strikes to me that this has been made bigger by Arteta by the fact that he's it's a repeat offence kind of thing. Yeah. Um... But as I said earlier, I, I think there's, there's definitely things that we that didn't hit the news, um, to be honest. Um, well, there's been two or three, I think. he's been. Le- I think this is the third time he's been left out of the squad. But you say he's supposed to be le- leading an example. He's the only one who gets disciplined, who has been disciplined by Arteta. So yeah. the, the younger ones are not the ones. He's doing a good job. Well, yeah. that's interesting because William, um, William did a trip to Dubai, didn't he? He went to Dubai slightly, wasn't supposed to, and Arteta um, disciplined him, but didn't say anything really. Sort of hid it inside. So you, uh, part of me wonders if the reason this is out in the open is because he's just like, "Fuck, I've had enough of this guy." Because it is a bit weird. Because I don't know if any of you saw the press conference with Arteta, and honestly, I don't think there's a I worse. It, yeah. I don't think there's a worse. You can vouch for this as well. I don't think there's a worse way to spend time in in life than watching an Arteta press conference. No. It's it's like watching an M&S mannequin speak. It's awful. It, it's not. It's <laughs> My favourite part was, uh, yeah. if you don't mind me asking, how many other incidents has there been? And he's like. <laughs> Well, I don't mind you asking, but uh, I'm yeah, not going to say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like he should be teaching me like Spanish or something. I feel like I should, I should, he should just be coming up with, like bibliotech, and I'm like, all right, cheers, pal. Like he doesn't seem like a football manager to me, but there you are. Um, anyway, he they asked him in the press conference before the weekend. They asked him. Uh, they said to him, "Oh." actually asked about like Aubameyang and his his play and how he could improve and Arteta was like oh yeah you need to improve by playing games and stuff so you got no indication of it and all, all of a sudden it was bang the timing was a bit yeah. strange which makes me wonder if Aubameyang said something behind the scenes um I don't I don't know uh I don't know yeah I don't know why this comes after the Southampton game where he was left out I don't know why this comes up. Yeah, I mean, you do wonder if something has happened, I suppose. I'm but, assuming um, they wanted to keep keep it. Uh, like, that was going to be a story that Aubameyang was dropped, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so if you tell that in the press, press conference, that's all everyone's talking about till kickoff on, on yeah. Saturday, whenever it was. Whereas if you don't say anything and then you drop him, the rest of your squad, obviously they know, but they haven't had to deal with it all in, over the last 24 hours. And then you do the same again by stripping the captaincy after that game. 
I don't know. That's that's the way I would. No, it sounds it. sounds very smart to me. Potentially, yeah. Right. Aubameyang has said something else, and who knows what's happened. But I mean, Arteta did also say that the two of them have a good relationship. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I do not believe that. Um, luckily for you, like you played Southampton, so you didn't really need him anyway. You don't need anyone to. You don't need a top striker to score against Southampton. Dearie me. Um, what do you make of this from an Arteta standpoint? Because it's quite a prince, quite a strong stance he's taken. I like it a lot, to be honest. Why do you like it? Well, I think there's this idea, probably a true idea, about the whole culture um, at Arsenal over the last. I don't know. You go back a ten years or so, probably. Oh, I think you go back. Yeah, you go back fifteen or so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I can back that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. I think you have to come down hard on these things. I'm not sure. I mean, you could question, first of all, he absolutely shouldn't have been the captain in the first place. Mm-hmm. But um, I do want to talk about <laughs> Arsenal's captain choices. Yeah, yeah. OK, we can move on to that. But <laughs> I, I, I do like it, to be honest. I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad he won't be the captain anymore because <laughs> he, he just has never been right for it. No, it's weird, isn't it? Um, Mike, what do you think about it from your perspective of looking outside, seeing a manager do that? Yeah, I, I just don't think he had much of a choice, to be honest. No, I do agree but with that as well. I think Aubameyang had kind of backed him into a corner and the only the only way out was to take the captaincy off him, pretty much. Otherwise, the rest of the dressing room's looking at it like, well, if he can do whatever we want, he yeah, wants, that's exactly then, uh, yeah. then we don't have to. We'd have to be on time to training or whatever. And then it's just a slippery slope that Arsenal, in particular, as Ross says, do not need to get started with. Yeah, but I do, I do think, like, does Wenger do this? I don't know. No, that is an interesting point, and I'd it, probably agree that he probably doesn't. In the, I'd like that Arteta's taking a more hard line with these I, things. I think two. There's two things there. One, I think Wenger had a Wenger had cachet, didn't yeah. he? Like he had yeah. that aura about him and then but the second thing is in that athletic piece that we referenced earlier they make the point that um a few people inside arsenal are sort of going why is this being aired in public there were indiscretions under wenger and he just protected the players swept it under the rug and sort of kept it in and the reason why i ask if you like a manager airing dirty laundry in public is particularly i think that whenever i've seen that with jose that's when it starts to go wrong and he starts mm. to leave the dressing room. But is it different with Arsenal, given that it's it's such a young dressing room that perhaps n- needs that discipline moulded into them to make it a bit different? Is it all about context? Yeah, uh, there's certainly some. Yeah. I mean, our squad on... I mean, you'd probably say our Bamming doesn't fit with the whole core of the squad anyway. He is 32. And there's a striker that's relied on pace for pretty much his entire career. You'd probably say he's coming to the end of the line anyway. Um, but yeah, you have to set an example to the young younger players. Um, but as I did say, they're clearly not the ones that have been breaking no. the rules anyway. Smith rose at home watching Songs of Praise. Um, Mike, what do you what do you think of uh, the whole? Do you like yeah. it in general, or it is an interesting point about it coming into the press. Um, but as far as like your captain goes, is there another way to do it? I, I don't know how else. I don't if, know how else. If Rob Holding turns up next week and he's the captain or whoever it is, 
I don't know who's going to be. Who is he's, he's on the leadership committee. It's a it's a committee, but you'll be pleased to know. Yes. Pass, pass the arm brand round. Yes. Oh, we've, got, we've got Ross. Because this but, is this is it's going to be the committee until um, they make a permanent decision. So. Who's in the committee? Do you want to know? I mean, yeah, I let, me, let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, Tierney's got to be in it. Yeah. Uh, I assume Jack is in it. Jack is yeah. Yes. Yes. Both. Saka. No. Nah. Now get for the love of God, don't give Saka the captaincy. Oh, uh, uh, flipping Gabby Agbon was out there saying keep that, that boy clear of it. He doesn't yes. need it. Somewhere down the line, maybe, but absolutely not right now. Yeah, so I think it's Lacazette, Tierney, Xhaka, and Bellerin was one, but he's on loan, obviously. Rob Holding, Rail Batiste. This this reminds me of uh this reminds me of when uh, the Bulls decided a few years ago that they weren't going to train and they announced that they had a leadership council. Yeah. And I had so many questions about who of the trash heap of players the Bulls had at the time was on this leadership council. I don't. I, just, I don't. So, I don't get it. It's bizarre, isn't it? Um, yeah. I guess the other thing about doing it in the press. Yeah, it probably doesn't look great. I don't know how they keep this under wraps, though. But yeah, if you if you keep it under wraps for a few days and then yeah, someone else walks out with the armband. Well, you can you can say he's had it. You can say oh, he's had it stripped for disciplinary reasons and then not go into it at all. Just to throw, then does that create more of an issue than? No, it creates it it creates the it creates the the only difference is it creates the whole idea of the with the press. The press will be like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? But the manager can turn around to Aubameyang and say, look, I protected you in the press. But I do wonder if some of this is... Does Arteta care? Do do they want Aubameyang there? Yeah. Should Arteta care? Um, I'm not sure he, he doesn't... I mean, I think he does you know care. Do you know what's going to happen now, by the way? What? So Arsenal with a 3-0 at the weekend... Yeah. Next week, if they lose one nil, and they lose one nil the week after, and they're not scoring goals, every single question—if he's still not playing him, if he's dro- kept him dropped—which there's no indication he will do, but it—he uh, said yeah. he's available for West Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, every single question afterwards is going to be when's Abamyang back? When's Abamyang back? You're bringing Abamyang back. Was our yeah. dropped? So that I would say a rod for your been back. scoring goals anyway. So I know, but you've created a rod for your back. I, I don't mind him not being in. I wonder how much more we'll see him, to be honest. I mean, I, for me, I, I thought, that, yeah, I thought the way it had been handled that he was going to be on his bike. I mean, we, I, they'll, they'll look to offload him in January. I how long think. has he got left on his deal? 18 months. 18 months, okay, yeah, that's fine. Because I, I, I looked at some stats this morning. For like the last five years, every year, his big chance conversion rate has dropped. By some years, by like ten percent or something, and then by like five percent, or it's getting to the point where he's just not finishing anywhere near the level he was. So it doesn't. Well, you can you get like that, that by just watching the games. You don't need yeah, stats. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this season alone, he's missed just chances you'd back anyone to score. And for somebody who was so clinical. Yeah. Normally. Yeah. I, yeah, I do wonder how much more we'll see him. It was him that hit the post, was it? Yeah. That was a sitter. Look, it's it's a long list. Like, 
the, 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 problem, the main problem with Aubameyang not playing <laughs> is that Eddie Nketiah is going to be playing some minutes. Why? Because he's terrible. He's a terrible player. How much did they get offered for him? Is it 20 uh, million? Oh, God, was it? I mean, he won't even accept a contract offer from us, which I'm seeing is a good thing. Let's just let him go. <laughs> we saw that with Dom Solanke. Let's see how that panned out for a while. Um, okay, so impressive stuff from Arteta, really. Strong management. But what I yeah. did want to ask is... They're picking the next captain. I am going to ask you who you want to be the next captain. While you're thinking of that, I'm just going to read you this list, which is Arsenal's last nine club captains. I knew we'd get to this, yeah. Good William time. Gallus axed, taken it Yeah, off. he had a, yeah, sitting he said on something about Wenger, didn't he? Yeah, and for sitting on a pitch, which is hilarious. The same William Gallus who threatened to score own goals unless he got a move. It wasn't ever sent shirt to it centre off. Fabregas forced exit out. But a good captain. Good captain, yeah. Robin Van Persie forced exit out. Didn't think he was a good captain. Didn't mind him. It was okay. And then this is where you he... this is where you start to see some real. But well, you've missed Henri and Vieira back. Oh uh, no, but that, I'm talking last yeah. last nine club last captains. Nine. Okay, okay. For Marlon, it looks worse if you get rid of Marlon. Started only 42% of Premier League games while he was captain. A An good... availability problem. Yeah, a good player and, and someone you'd want as a captain, I would say. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't think Ready that was a terrible decision at Ready the time. for the next two? I do know them, but continue. Arteta started 8% of the Premier League games while available as captain. But he did play a lot before. It was he did, he did. And Murta again, Saka a player I started like captain. 6% of Premier League games. Lifted the FA Cup, did he not? He did, in fact. Great, great performance in the final. I'm still yeah. angry about it. Um, Koscielny forced his exit. But I, I don't like the way that was handled in general. Jacket. Where did he, where did he go again? Like he's, at, he's at Bordeaux. They should have let him go. Uh, the club handled that horribly. Jacker was axed for telling the fans to fuck off, essentially. Yeah, but... <laughs> Which is excellent. Back to Paul Hartley. Bobby uh, Young axed. Um, so, clearly... They're getting axed next. Or clearly, they haven't picked particularly well. I mean, there's some good names in there, but... Well, I'd say won't... most of them were the easy yeah, and obvious they... captains. Yeah, choices. but they picked them at the wrong time. Some of them they picked at the wrong time of their career, like Mertesacker. Like, the only one I can see that... The one I look at there, and I think I can't believe it didn't work out, was Xhaka, because obviously you remember this famous quote from Xhaka. When I was younger, even though I had a big brother, my parents would give me the house key every day. It's in my head that I'm a leader. <laughs> I, I don't think they should have stripped the captain. <laughs> Just if I still have it in my head that he's the captain at Arsenal. But I know can, he isn't. But he he's on he the committee, Mike. Don't stripping. forget that. So. Jack and Sergio Ramos. Jack and Sergio Ramos have that same brand of leadership, which is we'll show leadership until we want to kick someone, and then we'll kick someone. <laughs> Which you is need just a bit of that, though. To be fair, you do need a bit of that. But he's Jack to me. It's perfect. Um, Are we going to start having for the captain? captains at Arsenal? Are we what? Going to start having assistant captains at Arsenal? Please, please, please. please. I mean, give, me, give me Ben White as assistant captain. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, if you're asking me if we would have assistant captains, it's a very Arsenal thing, I would say. I think it's coming. Kind of like a bit like the Green Party with the way they got co-leaders. I can see that at Arsenal. <sighs> I mean, we've got a leadership committee, so we're halfway there. Yeah. Um, who do you want as your captain? 
Um, I mean, I don't think they'd give it him back, but I think Granit Xhaka should should be the captain. I think it should be Kieran Tierney, but then again, there's problems with availability there. Yeah, and I like KT. I think Tierney. He ready I for mean, my take? I think Tierney is probably the most likely option, but let's give it to Aaron Ramsdale. No. Okay. No. You hate keepers as captains anyway, don't you? No, no, no. I I, I prefer keepers and sent keepers and defenders as captains because they yeah, can see it, the whole. It's pitch. a question of Ramsdale's played about ten games for the club. That's not stopped them before. <laughs> Look, they're not making sensible captaincy decisions. They gave the captaincy to Abamyang, who's, yes. who's got a Lamborghini that looks like it's made out of tin foil. Like he's not a sensible bloke. No, I've said that was a horrible decision. <sighs> Let's give it to Ramsdale. I mean, if there was a list of people at the club who were the worst possible captains, I think Aubameyang might have been top of that list. I think he would have been. Are are they going to take a vote? Is that what usually happens with these things? You can't vote on the captaincy. I'm sure they've done that. That is what happened when Granite... Yeah, I'm sure that's the case. Yeah. I hate that. I don't don't mind that. Your manager should walk into the dressing room and be like, that's a captain. Yeah, yeah. Because the captain's the captain's an important important like point between the players and I know the assistant manager fulfills that role nowadays as much as anything, but it's important that your captain, 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 and your manager have a strong leader, strong like partnership in a way. Yeah. I mean, well, I think I, yeah, I kind of like Xhaka too. You know, I think I think he's I, the only real. I hate one. some of the stupid stuff that he does, but January move for Mark Noble. I mean, Imagine the captain of captains. He's not playing much. Then you get the assistant captain to learn off Mark Noble. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's <laughs> ready to take the reins at the end of the season. I mean, you, mm. you, know, what I'm, you know what I'm worried it's going to be, lads? Who? Who? Lacazette. Yeah, I knew that's the only thing be. that I think he's saving that is that his contract expires in six months. And I can't see him still being at the club anyway. So. His contract expires in six months. He's out of contract in the summer, yeah. Who, there's a few, there's a few coming up this year. Who's playing at Brunfia next year? I said, well, it's in Ketia. Oh, he's out of contract too. Is it Belogan? Oh, God. Have you got to buy a centre forward? Uh, I'll buy Lazio or Martinez. Well, at least they won't, but... No, oh, Tammy Abraham's in there, but... Well, I, I, just we've been linked yeah. with, that, with, with that Fiorentina striker. You mean the guy who's rapidly outperforming his XG and scoring a lot of penalties? That That is going to... I don't know a lot about him. Just, I mean, that's going to end really poorly for someone. Yeah. Yeah, really, it's, and it's got to be us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, I, I think. Buy Neil Mopo. Uh, Could you me. imagine? No, no. Oh my god, it would I, be sensational. No. I'm out if, if Mopo joins the club. He's not oh. even. He's not good for Brighton. I don't want him at Arsenal. Well, not good for Brighton to take, but there you are. I think he's a perfectly good player. You see his goal the other day. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I've had Lingard's available. Not that he's a striker, but... False nine, he could do a job for the team. I'd take Lingard to get him in. Look, this is the state of Arsenal football. <laughs> Arsenal football. I suppose you talk about the weekend. They played quite well. Anything in that game you particularly liked? Um, yeah, the result was pretty good, wasn't it? Very nice. <laughs> Did you like it? What was, the, was it the second or third goal they played it from back to front? You got a real taste of what Arteta wanted to... Actually, was that the first or was that the second? I can't remember now. Well, that's good after a couple of years in charge. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we did score a great goal like that 
under Emery at Fulham. You probably remember a couple of yeah. years back. So what you're saying is this is the beginning of the end. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> I, I mean, that was a great goal. And that's obviously, he's clear that's how he's wanted us to play, countering out uh, from the back like that. Um, but, I mean, it's obviously not happening enough. How is Has, that? Uh, Sorry, Mike. Sorry. I was going to say, how much of a difference has, has party made since he's been back from injury? <laughs> a lot more shots going into the stands, Mike. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't understand Thomas Party. I really don't. You could hear me starting to laugh because I was like, as soon as I heard the word Thomas Party, I'm like, I know what's coming. Like, what is, why is Arteta not telling Partey not to shoot for Brage? He's the worst long-range shooter in the Premier League. Oh, Maybe that's but, where the disciplinary issue started. He ends up being captain. <laughs> I don't understand Thomas Partey at all. But but how's how's the football? Because I at times I, I was feeling good before the and you game. I thought we were making strides in the right direction. Yeah. I thought we were okay in the Man U game. Not great. I'm not sure United were that much better than us, really. A silly penalty is what, what won it in the end. Um, I mean, the Everton game was one of the worst displays I've ever seen, I think. Yeah. I mean, how'd you lose to Everton? I know you guys were on talking about it on the pod. I mean, well, two of my least... Be very careful what I say. You can't lose to Everton. Yeah. I, I hate Richardson and I hate Damari Gray and they both scored. And particularly not this Everton. Oh, don't, oh God. I mean, Solomon Rondon. This, is, this might be the worst edition of Everton we've ever seen. It, it definitely is the worst edition of Everton we've ever seen. One of these it's days. certainly the worst that I can remember. I just, one of these days, I really do want to come on here and have the real discussion about Richarlison as the all-time puts up stats, but he's a bad player. He I just don't put up stats anymore. I just... I, I, we have this. I can't remember who we were arguing with this game, Ross, the other day. Is that I was just like, he scores goals, yeah, but he makes so many wrong decisions that he actually makes you lose games, as opposed to. Yeah, I think he's. And, and Damari Gray is exactly the same. I he's never been in a position that he doesn't want to shoot from. Premier League champion. Yeah, and there was like one million goodbye for Damari Gray. I'm like, is it? There's a reason they sold him for one million. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but the football on general is kind of... A pre- so, my assessment of Arsenal is just that they beat the teams they should beat and they lose to the big teams, which is kind of what I expect from them. At this point, especially in our yeah. Um, yeah, progression. But my question is, are, do you see enough progress that they will ever be able to bridge that gap to beating the top teams? Uh I mean, we've certainly made progress. I think that's difficult to deny. I mean, mainly at the back, I would say, is where we've made the progress. We're a lot more solid now um, than we were. Um, I mean, we did play well in some big games earlier on in Arteta's reign, but since then, it's been pretty poor. Uh, But there's definitely progress being made. Um, But I think he wants to get... I mean, as we've said, I don't think he wants Aubameyang really there. And we're not scoring enough goals uh, at all. No, they're 19th in the league for big chances created. Yeah, it, it's it's a tough watch a lot of the time. Or well, they were the last time I checked that stat, which is not that long ago. Good no, as we're still going to be up there. Though. Yeah, which has not been a thing we've been good at historically in the past. 
Yeah. And we're as organised at the back as I think we've been for a very long time. Organised at the back, struggling to create chances but good from set pieces. Mm. Have they finally become yeah. Stoke City? Mm. This is the anti-Arsenal. Is this... Has Wenger finally been washed away from the club and Pulis has been welcomed in? This is incredible good stuff. That's what we like to see. Um... <laughs> Mike, we're going to move on from Arsenal now. United have got... I'll just quickly confess something about Arsenal. Oh, no. Hit me with it, Mike. Yeah, you're not going to like this, Ross. Uh, Of course. So we're going to talk about the Champions League draw in a little bit. And I went to look at the Europa League draw, assuming that Arsenal Arsenal were in it. Arsenal would be in there, yeah. And of course, I clicked on it. And that I don't know if you boys noticed earlier, but one of you was talking, I was just laughing to myself. Yeah, I, 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 did, I did say, yeah. Barcelona and Napoli. Oh, well, yeah, they're not in the draw. They're not even in the draw. Are they draw, in the Conference League? No. No, we, we, we choked year. it on purpose, lads. Where did you finish last year? Below Spurs, wherever that was. Ninth, yeah, eighth. Eighth. Which I've known that West Ham and Leicester are in the Europa League and I still went there thinking, oh, Arsenal must be in there. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, we were going to talk about United having a COVID outbreak, but United have got a COVID outbreak. It's good that they've postponed the games, but it's pretty boring. So we're going to talk about the Champions League. We all yeah. call with that. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we quickly go tie by tie? Let me see if I can... F- yeah. First time, Salzburg Bayern. Ooh, end to end, but one end far more than the other. <laughs> the, there's three ties in this in this bit that strike me as being perhaps three of the most one-sided ties that left in the competition, and maybe I'll be proven wrong. But um, yeah, Salzburg Bayern. I mean, I can't see Salzburg getting anywhere out of that at yeah. all. Does any of this change by the fact that there's no away goals in this year, Champions League? I hate that rule. So stupid, isn't it? Oh, well, is that a thing? Yeah, there's yeah, no away yeah. goals this year. Oh, uh, yeah, I know, I do like that. What do you mean you like? Uh, they've got rid of the away goals. I didn't like away goals. Why not? But what about the drama? The yeah. drama, the passion, the fans. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. a heathen. I'll comment yeah. on it when Arsenal returns to European football. <laughs> oh, uh, will you still be alive? I, I especially <laughs> like the away goals rule. I bloody love the away goals rule. It's great. All right, next tie. Sporting Lisbon against Manchester City. Number two of the one-sided ties. Yeah. Sporting Lisbon all the way. Not bottle jobs like Manchester City. I was kind of hoping United would draw them so Fernandes and Ronaldo could go back there. Stay and we there. might get through. Oh, it would have been hilarious if they'd gone back to sporting and lost, wouldn't it? Oh. Would, have been, would have been absolute peaking up. So, um, obviously, City and Bayern through the first two. Um, are, they, are those two your favourites for the whole thing? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I had, uh, as, as I had mentioned on this, I thought Chelsea might go back to back, but uh, I've kind of gone off that idea. I'm like, even, when, when, I, when I hear a Chelsea take, when I hear a Chelsea take and I go, oh, that's a bit strong, that's when you know it's too strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, both sides with weaknesses, though, like Bayern, like, I don't know if you've seen a lot of them this year, they, they still haven't figured out the defence. Upa Meccano is a disaster. He's got all the tools to be really good, but he's a disaster positionally. So you you do feel like 
a good team will possibly exploit that, but they've just got so much firepower at the other end. And then when it comes to City, we all know the problem with City. You can't put the ball in the back of the net sometimes. It's definitely another open Champions League this year, which which is this five or six who can probably win it. Yeah. Maybe not quite that many, but there's there's a fair few teams who could yeah. I think there's, I think I've got four favourites, three of which are English teams. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, okay, tie number three is Benfica and Ajax. Ooh, glamour tie. I like that one. Yeah, I actually do like that. Two like proper old school clubs. No, I'm a big fan of Ajax. Yeah, they play great football. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see them get through this one as well. Yeah, but do you think they will get through? I think I've got a good chance. I wasn't overly impressed when I, on like the one occasion I saw Benfica play in the group. No, no. They they seem like yeah. yeah. Well, they seem like a good side. A bit work. They seem like a good side um, that can win a game. But Ajax, when I I saw them play Dortmund, and they absolutely Dortmund killed like, Dortmund. I know Dortmund were bad, but if you've got it's one thing to take it's one thing to look have a bad side there and then just to take them apart like that. I mean the only worry with Ajax is Sebastian Haller is gonna come crashing down to earth at some point. No, he's going all the way. He is not going They're all going all the way on Haller's back. Absolutely not. Ten goals in six. Come on. Abs- that is just unsustainable. <laughs> they do have my one of my favourite players in the competition. I don't know if have you guys seen this Anthony geezer? Yeah. plays right wing for them he is just a prof- of course he's Brazilian he's just a professional piss taker he's wonderful he sounds like a celebration after he scored his last goal he sounds like he should be at Shakhtar Donetsk oh no he's he, he really he, does he is I think someone's going to buy him he might him. already be too good for Shakhtar I think someone's going to I think someone's going to buy him and then they're going to ruin him because they're going to make him like it's going to be like is it's another example of how Pep Guardiola ruined football where you can't have any individuality <laughs> and it's all got to be system based what's going to happen here yeah. once a week so we got Ajax all three of us going Ajax oh, of course Anthony's yeah. double A uh, back I think, I think the third one-sided tie that we'll reference is Chelsea Lille uh, your champions of Europe versus the French champions who are actually bottom half in their domestic division that is crazy that they're that far down Chelsea are bottling this ladies and gentlemen Chelsea are bottling this it would just, be hilarious after drawing them twice just well. wait yeah uh, yeah, that's what's mad. Draw, same drawing both for Chelsea and Lille. See, it was that Chelsea fan who bought tickets, cancelled them, and was getting a refund. And then the redraw happened <laughs> and they got let again. Can you cancel uh, a refund? Oh, it, oh, God. No, you can't. I don't think. Um, Very funny. Chelsea will have all their great. players back by end. Maybe not Ben Chilwell. Unless he, if he needs surgery, he won't, he'll be out for the season, but they should have some players back. Let's be honest, if they're missing Ben Chilwell, they still win this tie. I think so. The biggest problem for Chelsea recently has not been the fact that Marcus Alonso is playing other than what he does to your eyes aesthetically. <laughs> um, it's more the fact they haven't got any midfielders. So I reckon yeah. fine. Should be I fine can't there. See, I can't see them struggling now. Nah, I think they get through that for sure. Um, Atletico Madrid and Man United. Five. Football terrorism. <laughs> Honestly, they are the worst team to watch. Did you watch their game where they just started scrapping with the last game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate them so much. I hate them so much. It's yet another United draw that I do not want to watch the games off. No. It's it's also one. I didn't watch the Villarreal games in the group stage. Unai Emery's Barmy Army. Yeah. So. 
I mean, Athletic Madrid aren't playing particularly well. No. For a Simeone team, they haven't figured out the middle of their defence. They're not really sure about what they want to do with the forward line. At the same time, if Ralph Rangnick's going to do to Man United what we expect him to do and try and play as a high-pressing team, you kind of need the other side to be willing to engage. And Simeone's Atletico Madrid are just not going to engage at all, are they? No. no. So, in theory, it's a bit of a clash of styles, which should be... Well, it won't, oh. it won't be interesting because no. Atletico won't make it interesting. But... No. Yeah, I think that one's a bit of a coin flip, to be honest. Yeah, one side's got Ronaldo and the other side doesn't, so I'm going with him. Uh, yeah. just, you just Are never you? write off Atletico, can you? You never know what they're going to pull out. Uh, I can. I'm, I'm going Atletico. I don't have a clue who's going to win this game. No, I mean, I think it swings around about. Really. You've got to pick that, Mike. Okay, well, yeah, but we're, two, we're what, two and a bit months away? Two months away? Yeah, come on, pick. Behave. The, the boys, the Red Devils are bringing it home. Yeah, yeah. going all the way. <laughs> if you, Chelsea 2012 vibes, admitting from Man United, perhaps. Yeah, no, takes over. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually a far more talented team, I think, on paper than that team was. Um, Surely. Much yeah. better coach, too. Okay, so we're 2 on United there. I like that. <laughs> Has Di Matteo worked since? Honestly, though, I, that, so. I would rather have that Drogba than Ronaldo currently. At least he ran. Ronaldo's never pressed. That's, <laughs> that's what they say. Uh, Villarreal Juventus, next one. Oh, I'm not going Juve. against Big Unai. Juve are losing this. Yeah, the yellow sure. summer. This is such a Juve defeat out of the, you know, out of the Champions League again. Juve are the, one of the worst teams I've watched this season. Yeah. Like they, I know they beat Chelsea 1-0 at home, but the, they were so clueless as a football team that Villarreal, who actually, I saw them play Chelsea in the Super Cup, were actually quite good. Like, I think they could do a bit. And say what you want about Uno, but he knows how to win European ties. They were I, I think is a good coach. Big fan of his. Big I lied, I did watch the Villarreal United game. <laughs> yeah. What do we think of Dan Juma's prospects versus um, Danilo? Yeah, he, he had Diogo Dallo on toast, but I think I could pull that off. <laughs> I mean, Juve, sh- Juve should win this. We're all, we're, we're yeah, they're the favourites. I, I don't think you can, you really can't cancel Villarreal out. No. Well, they've. I mean, I think over two legs makes it difficult. I think in a one-off game, I'd almost put my money on Villarreal. Mm. I think over two legs. Uh, uh, no, you see, I, I think Villarreal win this. I, do I think. So. I think they make it into a rock fight, and unless Chiesa does something, I think Villarreal probably are the more cohesive team. Maybe I still slightly overrate, yeah, Juventus. I mean, well, Morata's still there, uh, number nine. Good player mm-hmm. for Juventus. Absolute dog shite for Chelsea. <laughs> One of my least favourite players ever. We signed him and Bakayoko in the same window. I've never recovered. He really hasn't. I'm still annoyed about Timo back here. <laughs> uh, tie number seven, Inter Milan against Liverpool. Glamour tie. But no way that Liverpool don't win. No, I agree. Yeah, it's... it's Is yeah. AFCON going to affect this or no? Ooh! I don't know if the ties come after when they come back. The second tie, I think, I'm should come on it. Well, you'd imagine Senegal will go quite far. So Mane might be out. Um, 
Salah and Cater also. I mean, Cater's Senegal also. No, he Cater's um, Guinea. Oh, is he Guinea? Well, they're not as likely to go far, are they? No, Salah's Egypt. Yeah, um, obviously. I mean, uh, but El Nene to be fair. So that's a really looks good like, point. Looks like they they'll have a week between the Afghan final and the first leg. Oh, in that case, Liverpool. Depends what the regulations are, though, as to Liverpool them coming. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I still so, back Liverpool. Well, because unless it's unless it's Egypt versus Senegal in the final, you'd expect yeah, yeah, one sure. of the main ones to be back. And yeah. even having one of them with the way Klopp's team works, I fancy them. Because the sure. other, you'll have Diego Jota, Firmino as well. Firmino is injured, isn't he? I don't know how serious that is. That's it's a very good point, but they I mean, might it'll be actually, which they might, is they might actually be better. Uh, Rigi's goal per minute. It'll be about 15 nil by the time he's finished. Mm. Speaking, returning to the sadly dearly departed Dave, do you remember when he argued that? <laughs> I just remembered Ian, that. Ian Brewster was better than Rigi. Yeah, yeah, classic. Another yeah, classic. Cha- moment, Champions yeah. League winner, scorer of a goal in the final. Oh, you should get rid of him. Bring in some proven talent because he's scored a few goals for Swansea. How, how's he doing at Sheffield? <laughs> Dave, <laughs> pretty well. Is he? I don't think so. No. <laughs> so. 30 million, that was. Um, and the final tie, the, the glamorous of ties. Uh, Killian Mbappé. Yeah. Mm. There you are. What do you think, Mike? Ah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad we don't have to play PSG, so that's a great start. Uh, I, think I, I think I've got PSG winning this one. Um, even though I don't think they're a particularly coherent team, the front three are a bit of a joke. And I enjoy Ramos's comments; they're great yeah. fun, aren't they? What's he said? He's ready to die for PSG against. Yeah. Oh fuck off! He's played like three games. I hate <laughs> Ramos. He's just such you a. to love him. Yeah, he's such he's a so prime wazak. He's just a cock. <laughs> he's just. Oh, just hate him. Oh, so good. Um, I think Real Madrid win this. No. Ooh. I think they're a better coach team. I think um, I think the Real Madrid's weakness, and you, you saw it in you saw it you kind of saw it in last year's Champions League semi-final, is in midfield because against the elite sides they they don't have the legs to keep up anymore, like with Cruz, Modric, Casemiro. But Ancelotti's doing some interesting things with playing full-backs in midfield, kind of like when they're actually in possession and Vinicius Jr. seems to have taken a leap and Benzema is probably one of the best players in the world right now. Um, and they've got other talent around them. Uh, and PSG haven't got a midfield that works. Their fullbacks concern me and um, it's the start of the year. So Neymar be off shagging his sister. Allegedly. As Twitter. Yeah, allegedly. He's in the middle of February, so he's got time to get back. Oh, is he? Has he? Not if he gets... Uh, speaking of... Speaking about the best players in the world, I found Rian Brewster's stats this year. <laughs> Here we go. Hit me with it. He's played ten in the championship with two goals, and he's played two in the EFL Cup with with a with a goal as well. So he's got more goals. Him or Dom Solanke? It's got to be Solanke, surely. Surely it's Solanke. Who's got more goals, him or Divock Origi? Well, Origi's only scored for two, hasn't he? Yeah, I think I think uh, he might have Origi there. But goals per minute, as Dave as Dave famously said last week, um, goals per minute's the key. Is it really? Indeed, it is. Dom Solanke <laughs> this season, uh, seventeen 
between the Championship and the EFL Cup. So he is... Uh, he's come good. He's, he's definitely mm. there. 16 of those in the league from 22. Good player. He's one of the top scorers in the league. Good player. He must be. We knew he'd put it together eventually. Yeah. So, we, did, we didn't find out who you two had for PSG, Real Madrid. Yeah, PSG. I think you said PSG. Uh, I'll go with PSG because if you come up against Mbappe when he's doing doing his things, but will he have I signed? Just, will he have signed a pre-contract with Madrid at this point? Well, I, I, he's going to be playing for Madrid next year, isn't he? Um, Championship doesn't count. Mike, Mike's just put up that Mitrovic has got 22, and, I, and that is a, just a fraudulent league that I don't want any part of. Well, uh, yeah. Number two on the list, Ben Brereton Diaz. Oh, the seventeen league goal. Chile superstar. Yeah, big fan of that. I'm all in on the championship now. I saw a stat that he's already scored more goals as a Chilean this season than he did in like 150 <laughs> games as an Englishman or something like that. That's excellent. That is. Yeah. What a guy. What an absolute guy. Yeah. And while we're at it, it's, it's uh, live scores: Norwich nil, Villa one. Jacob Ramsey with the goal there. Uh, Man City are tuning up against Leeds. Wonderful. So you can tell when we're recording. Yeah. Tuesday. That'll that'll date the podcast. It will. We would have been with you earlier, but obviously we had, as you will know, we had a few things to work through as a podcast. Um, <laughs> who do you think is going to win the Champions League then? If I had to put you on the spot for a name. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Liverpool. Oh, Mike, you put Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, you see, we can't be unanimous. I'm going to tell you that it's, we're going back to back, baby. <laughs> all in. I'm all in. This is what's going to happen. You're no, going to get right. to the final. It's going to be Man City again. Um, Man City are going to take a one 0 lead. Then it's going to be a Marcus Alonso brace. Both Hen- Henry would actually not speak. <laughs> I want to see Alonso on the one wing and Reese James get one on the other wing. Oh, that'd be beautiful. No, Alonso then Jorginho Penn. That's what's J5. Third best player in the world, as you all know. Um, so that'll do us for this week. Um, but if you want to follow us in the meantime, you can follow Mike for all his thoughts on Joel Linton. We didn't talk about the big man, did we, Mike? Did you want to say a few words? Uh, no, not this week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! That's the first time you take that. Turn. You take that much. But Mike, yeah. if follow you, yeah. where can I follow you? Yeah, at Mike is on Twitter. If you'd like to follow me, um, Ross, if the people want to follow you, where can I follow you? Uh, it's at Ross underscore Bird fourteen on Twitter. You can follow me at Warehunt seventeen, but please don't please don't follow us at In and Around Pod on all the socials, including Vimeo, um, and. Your Wazak of the week is, of course, Dave. <laughs> yeah, Newcastle fans, enjoy yourselves. You've got you've got to play Liverpool, City, and then Man United in the next three games in the league. <laughs> <laughs>